Welcome to yet another fantastic edition of Orpov. I'm Simon, he's James, he's uh, hovering on the button, making sure I'm not going to be wittering on too much. This week, we're going to wax lyrical about one of the greatest bands to have ever come out of, I'm going to say our country, they come from England, probably know them, a little band called The Beatles. Welcome to the Our Random Points of View podcast, also affectionately known as Orpov to its friends. Your hosts, James and Simon, are ready to go. So without further ado, enjoy this episode of Orpov. I tell you what, James, I love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. We all love the Beatles. Do you get the idea of the Beatles? I totally get the idea of the Beatles. That's all right. Just that, you know, I had a conversation with a certain member in the family who shall remain nameless, and they turned around to me and said, I like the Beatles, but they're not the second coming that everybody goes on about. I'm like, you're absolutely right. They're not the second coming. They were the first coming. She said, no, no, um, I'm talking they're not the second coming of Jesus. I'm like, well, absolutely not. They're musicians. You know, they haven't saved the world. They've given us all this fantastic music. Fantastic music, no doubt about it. Very overrated band, though, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, um, personally speaking, it's that phrase of um, what's it? The the uh, the brightest stars, you know, they shine so brightly and they go out that much sooner. That's what happened with the Beatles. No, the Beatles just quit because Yoko Ono got involved. Wow. I mean, it's true. Everybody, everybody would agree with that. Pretty much. Everybody right? says that. Everybody, everybody says, says that, that because it's the truth. That's why everybody says it. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's fair. She though, came along I mean? and she totally screwed with John's mind, which screwed with his relationships with the people in the band, <laughs> which then led to the band just breaking up, you know? And I think by that point, they were just like, you know, we, we don't have time for it. Like, you got to remember, these four guys from like 19, they, they met in the 50s, got together in the 50s, and then through the beginning of the 60s, before they hit the big time, they were pretty much together, right? Well, not four of them, because Ringo came along a bit later, but... Um, yes. You know, you've got, for, for most of this, the time they were together, they were that four unit, right? That was it. That was it. The four of them. And then you well, had the wives John, and the girlfriends. John, Paul, but, George and Peter. Uh, well, Peter was there. Stuart was in there. You know, there was a couple of them in oh, there. Ringo yeah. was in there. But um, but could you, could you imagine though, right? Best of the Beatles. Best of the Beatles? See Ringo what Starr. Pete Pe- Best. He was in the Beatles at the beginning, that's yeah, right. Yeah, best was, of the uh, Beatles. Yeah. And then he decided. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't well, know. I don't, know I think he, he I don't think he decided. I think it was, um, you know, get to and uh, we'll bring in this uh, this uh, younger, you know, this other guy. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a star already. Yeah. I also liked how you did in the beginning of the, this episode. You did that thing that English people do with Andy Murray. You know, when when, <laughs> when it's great, they claim him as British. You know, and then when when he's playing terrible, he's Scottish. And you did that with the Beatles. You're like, we're going to claim them as our own. Um, because hey, it's English, only it's, it's only, only fair. It's, <laughs> it's only not fair, man. Fair because people moan about the English doing that with uh-huh, Scottish stuff. But, but it's only fair if it's allowed for you know the rest of the country. Why can't we do it? Because that's that's called hypocrisy, Simon. St- stereophonics <laughs> are ours. Um, well, yeah, because they're they're British. You know, that's how I look at it. They're um, part of our United part Kingdom. Of the United Kingdom, that's correct. Better together. But the Beatles, I mean, for me, right, I love the Beatles. I've always loved the Beatles. One of the very first pieces of music I ever listened to was the Beatles, because my mum and dad had the records, and I would sit and listen to them from, like, the age of five. And I love the Beatles. But that doesn't change the fact that, for me, they are definitely well overrated. Oh, do you, you genuinely know? think that? Yes, I genuinely think they are overrated. All right, okay. Yeah, I really Sell do. Sell it to me, then. Well, just because, like, for most of the stuff, when you when you find out about the Beatles, what you find out is that the production was what really made the Beatles in the early oh, days, right? Oh, this is what we discussed before, yeah. You had George Martin, who was a, 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 a producer of excellence, right? He took them and he just... I mean, look, they were already great. Well, good, because they'd done the touring for years, right, <laughs> in Germany and good. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> they were, you, know, you can't say the word great when you know, they were just starting out, I I'll, suppose. I'll say they're great, it's fine. Um, but then he comes along and he just tunes them up. He just says, "Look, guys, you're 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 okay as you're going, right? You can get in that studio. You can record an album in a couple of days. Boom, 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 bim, bam, bosh. But let's try this and tweak this and and he just you know added that little bit of magic that they were missing. And um, yeah, you but know, that's, I think that's what a producer does: is they give you that direction, they give you that little bit of motivation that you're lacking, you know. And then, as you say, they kind of do stuff in post production that you know." kind of just leaps it to the next level but i wouldn't necessarily say that it was he 
or she, you know, when it comes to you know producers that make something great. It's just the fact that something has to already be great to be able to be mixed in a particular way, you know? I don't know if I can agree with that because then okay. then you could say, well, there's no need for producers, there's no need for managers. Oh in no, sport, no, 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 you know, and coaches I'm, and things like you need well, that person to to, to take whatever is already good, right? You're right. People are are perhaps naturally born with a talent, right? There's no doubt about that with the Beatles, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, every single one of them naturally talented. I, I will absolutely agree with that. But it takes that person to say, hey, I'm going to add this, sprinkle this little bit of magic, and then that's going to turn you from good to great and that's what happened i don't disagree that they're a great band right what i think is they're overrated and also i think that um what was i going to say there there was a thought i had and now it's going out of my head ah it'll come back remember. to you then i'm sure <laughs> it'll come back to me at some point yeah do you need some help uh, with a little help from my friends maybe i was actually um, going uh, help i need somebody help but you know i know and that's why i threw it in there as well but yeah but it's think, a different song though uh, I know, but that was the point. You'd already oh, used help. Fine. Okay. <laughs> so I had to throw in a different one to, to make okay. it kind of balance out. That, that's um, fine, you know. But I think, for me, they are overrated, right? Just because they came along, the producers kind of turned... There's a reason, I think, that all every single record company, bar one, rejected the Beatles, right? And I think there's a reason for that. The music industry has always known its stuff, right? You could argue, oh, well, what about this person? And they missed out. No, no, no. no. No, no, no. T- to forget that. For the most part, there are people in the music industry and always have been who are there to say, the, the A&R people, you know, who are there to say, well, that sounds good. That sounds different. This is something that could work. That's something that could sell. The Beatles came along and every single record company turned them down and said, no, nah, it's just not, uh, uh, whatever the reason, right? Only then, one of them took them up. And there's a reason for that. They weren't great to begin with. They were this band that came along uh, remember Brian Epstein as well. Let's talk about him. He's another one of those people like George Martin who came in and he tuned them. He sprinkled that magic. He took them from a group who wore like leather jackets and whatever jeans and had their hair slicked back. He he was the one who said, hey, guys, tidy the hair. Let's put on the suits. He was the guy who came up with that. He finally tuned them into what they became. And then he went out there, he believed in them, and he sold them on. And yeah, everybody turned them down. And that one final one took them. But after a lot of effort, on the part of him and and them to actually get to that point. You know, it wasn't just an overnight kind of success story for them. Took a little bit of effort. And then later oh, I in know their it career... Did. And, you know, they had all those years that they were playing in Hamburg as well, yeah, and I get all yeah. that sort of stuff. And I, and I understand completely what you're saying, but I still feel that, you know, and I know you've kind of covered this as well, but I still feel the fact that, you know, the talent was there, the musicianship, everything was there, all the ingredients was there. It just needed someone to put it in that pot and chuck it in the oven. And that, you know, just, you know, so I can get the ingredients, I can follow a recipe, you know, I can chuck it in the oven and it'll taste brilliant. It wasn't me that came up with that. I wouldn't say that I was a great cook or anything like that, you know? Okay, so what I would say to that is that that not what a producer's doing there from what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But what I would say to that is as well, if they were all that great, right, then as solo artists, they would be absolutely outstanding as well. And we're probably going to disagree on this too, right? (laughs) Paul McCartney, I think, is probably the most talented of the Beatles, right? He came out with the Beatles, and then he did Wings, and he did did with Wings what you would do with a band just starting out. He didn't have to do that. He he <laughs> took that band and he toured them around schools and colleges and, and universities. Absolutely, right? which Paul is McCartney, yeah. the biggest, mm-hmm. one of the biggest stars in the world at that mm-hmm. time, and he takes this new band and he just says, "You know what? We could just go and play Madison Square Garden right we'll now. Start the you ball. know, we could just do it all from from right now and just be the the next Beatles if you want." But he didn't want to do that. He yeah, exactly. knew Done all that. that he had to work at it to get somewhere because he didn't want to just live on that whole Beatles thing. John Lennon. In my opinion, he is incredibly overrated, right? I think wow. if he hadn't been killed, right? And of course, that's a sad thing that it happened. It should never have happened. But if he hadn't no, been not. killed, I don't think we'd be talking about John Lennon today the way that we do. I think a lot of people would have realised, yeah, he's not actually that great. You listen to some of his stuff and you just think, oh my God. He he wrote Imagine and everybody proclaims that to be like one of the greatest songs of all time. It's a good song, I don't know if it's a great song, to be honest. Well, no, I, I, I would put it up there as being one of the all-time great songs, personally speaking. I mean, I, I'm in the fortunate position, because as, as you're um, aware, I'm not sure if listeners are aware, but um, I'm mad for bootlegs, you know, when it comes to, like, unreleased recordings, live stuff, all that sort of thing. 
with you know all the bands that have followed Beatles, Oasis, whoever it may be. And there's uh, one out there called The Lost Lennon Tapes or something similar to that title. And some of the stuff on there is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, a lot of it are songs that you know we've all heard and all the rest of it, but you hear them in such kind of um, development stage, and it's like, wow, do you know what I mean? This is just phenomenal. I mean, it is is an example. You know, the, these tapes that I kind of referenced to there, this is where the 1994, you know, mid-90s Beatles stuff came from, you know, the real love and free as a bird. Free as a bird. What a terrible song. Terrible song. Are you telling me that that came from a tape where you're saying that it was full of genius? Because that song, Free as a Bird, is awful, okay? It's got a, a a, a relatively catchy little melody to it, but it's actually an awful, awful song. You know, and and I was there. I mean, I'm older than you, so I was. When did it come out? Ninety four, I think it was. Ninety four, I think. Yeah. Ninety four. So I was like thirteen, I think, when it came out. So I was definitely old enough to remember when it came out and hearing it and just thinking, the Beatles, really? Like this was not what you would expect, you know, coming out of that. And and it was just, it's, it's, again, I, in my opinion, that's an overrated song. And it's just uh, my opinion. You yeah, know, there'll be yeah, people yeah. listening to this who are like, no, you're totally wrong. And that's okay. You know, we've discussed this on the previous episode where we were talking about, you know, people can have their opinion and you just be like, well, that's cool, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, you know, at the same time for me, they are just so overrated. And I think one of the reasons is because it's like Star Wars for me. You know, you spend your whole life just having it drummed into you that the Beatles are the greatest band of all time. Star Wars is the greatest movie trilogy of all time or collection of all time now. And, you know, that's just how it is. And and then you actually listen to it or you watch it and you go, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, you've drilled, you've drilled this into me so much that I feel like I should agree and believe this, but I'm just not feeling it, you know? And I think that's what it is. It's probably too much hype. Yeah, well, I, I agree with the Star Wars reference. You know, I mean, personally speaking, you know, everybody goes on about that trilogy and then how the... Uh, the prequel trilogy is not as great, and then how the the subsequent trilogy um, isn't as good, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. It is all the the hype there, but um, I, you know, as people know, I'm more of a Star Trek man anyway. But by the same token, the Beatles, man, it's not necessarily someone sitting down and telling me, man, these are the the greatest band in the world. It's the fact that when I was discovering all this sort of stuff not necessarily the greatest time of my life and I was going through whatever it was I was going through and I was those songs were there for me and as such that's you know it's that great thing that um Fran Healy would say all the time you know like music is like it's either like you can treat it as a bookmark and it'll take you right back to where it was when um when you first heard it or it's like a, a taxi and it takes you on a journey away from where you are and then kind of delivers you back by the end of the song. So, you know, for me, that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's escapism and also kind of just remembering where I was at the time. But then the other thing as well, when I'm listening to these songs, man, I mean, we could ream off, you know, an A to Z of the Beatles studio right now, you know, and just list off all, you know, 300 songs or however many tracks. Yeah, there'd be about four of them that I would actually think were like, absolutely <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. But you, you, you know, we would just kind of ream off this massive list and be like, "Oh yeah, they did that one. They did that one. How did I miss that one?" I don't think I'd see how did I miss that one because I, well, I feel like I, I pretty much know most of them anyway. But um, there's a few album tracks. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that you wouldn't know them, but I'm saying like to to call them out and say, right, these are the ones. Because I was doing this with um with someone the other day and it was just I'm st- still sitting here going how did we miss that? How did we miss that? How did we miss that? We both kind of sent each other lists of Beatles songs and you know, uh, he went, right here's ten tunes for you and I'm like, that's brilliant that's brilliant, that's brilliant, that's brilliant, right here's my lot. And you know, we're both kind of doing the, the same sort of thing and then you think about it and go, how did we miss that one? How well, did you're... we miss still in the rugby? How did we miss Day Tripper? How did we miss, you know? Well, well I, my first question would be how did you miss those songs? Right, because they are just there, right? Uh, yeah, talking yeah, about I know, random but, but, album tracks, but, fair no, but that's what I mean, just kind of pulling it from your, your mind because these songs are there, you know, and it's just that thing of, you know, you know all these songs, you know all these tunes, but just when you're compiling a list, unless you're sitting there looking at the titles, you're doing it from memory and you're going, right, here's 10 tracks for you, that'll do. How did we miss that? Yeah, but what you're talking about there is the connecting right? Mm, Where you connect with a song, you connect with a lyric, right? Or a melody. Whatever it is, you connect with it Mm -hmm. and you say, right, that, wow, and it's boom, right? 
And there's only a handful of Beatles songs that I've kind of felt that with, you know, and, and the rest of them are just, they're great pop songs. They're, they're great for, for that, for listening in the car or on the radio or whatever. But they're, they're, other than that, they're nothing more. You know, to me, they're just no different to all the other bands of that area that came out and, you know, had the same kind of style and the same kind of music and were part of the whole British invasion. I think that's another reason why Brit- people can put I, them can up I, there. Can I, can I say that? You know, that's, that's an odd phrase, isn't it? British invasion. I mean, did, did they invade Britain? No, it was the British invasion of America. Correct, but I, but we live in you know Britain, therefore you know there are bands, you know, so there was no invasion. But people know what you're talking about when you call it the British invasion. Sure, no, I get that, I get that. It's just you know, just I always found that quite an odd thing for people to say in this country, you know. Well, I, I've never thought that, but I don't know. Maybe that's because most of the people talking about the Beatles are from this country, I think, and they use the phrase like that. So maybe that's just not so weird for me, but. Um, you know, there's no, in my opinion, all those bands sounded the same, and, and that makes sense because it's the same in the music industry all the time. You know, when one, when something is successful, something else comes along that's basically a copycat of it, and a copycat of it, and a copycat of that. And then yeah, but it's not that, that it just different. comes along; it's the fact that, like, say these A and R guys or whoever turn around and go, "Where are the Beatles from? Liverpool. Get to Liverpool and find me another five That's of them. it. That's it. That's what they do. That's what I'm saying. Once something is successful, they'll take it and they'll churn out another dozen of them and and, and try and have the same success. Uh, and at that time, I think it was it was. If you, in my opinion, right, if you had the Beatles today, they would have got absolutely nowhere. Oh, absolutely yeah, no, nowhere. I, I get that, and, and I think and that's I the difference. That. If you had Queen today, they are still going to be right up there. Mm. I think they're going to be top in the charts still, right? If mm. you had if you had Freddie Mercury and Queen at their peak when they were starting out in the seventies, early eighties, right, and they're coming out there at that time, and they were producing that kind of quality content, I think you would still have them doing incredible... In fact, I know that for a fact, because you look at Queen and, and um, Adam Lambert, they are still out there selling albums, selling tickets, going on tour. So I know that for a fact. People today still They're love that music. It works in any generation. Greatest hits and live albums, just to point that out. Yeah, exactly. But the point is the But that's music, a little bit different. Though, but that's what Freddie Mercury would have probably still been writing today. Is that kind of style of music, right? Sure, because he and, did and that for most that. of his career, so he'd probably still be doing it. When you're a songwriter, a lot of your output remains the same for most mm-hmm. of your career. It's very unusual it that it changes. The only the only time that a band sounds different and has slightly different sounds is when there's a number of them adding to it. So, of course, in, in Queen and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and all those kinds of bands, you had different members of the bands throwing in songs and you know writing writing lyrics for them and and putting out there, which is why you get a little bit of variation. But when you've got that one person in the band writing the songs over and over and over, they're always going to have a similar theme throughout them and a similar sound. So Freddie would still be doing that today, and I think they'd still be hugely successful. The Beatles, though, I, I don't know if they if they never existed in the 60s and they were just starting out today with that kind of sound or with the, you know, what they were doing, I just don't think they would be very popular, you know? And even, I think one of the reasons they still played today is just because, like I said before, you're expected, it's drilled into you it's the Beatles. I think come another 30, 40, 50 years, there'll be a niche band, you know? I mean, the kids today, I spoke to somebody the other day, 43 years old, has never heard of Eleanor Rigby, right? Barely knows a Beatles song, because that's not the kind of music they grew up listening to. Just didn't, their, their parents weren't into the Beatles, right? Their parents weren't into the Beatles. Their parents that's were like, alive when the Beatles were around. That's and, like child abuse. No, but my point is, right, we have, this, that is, man. We, we have this idea now that the Beatles were just so huge and everybody loved them. The reality is not that. The reality is that they were successful, but no, the, a the lot reality, of people, the majority of people didn't like them. Let's be fair. Let's say the, that. The, well, I, I'm not sure if that's true. That but abso- I think re- absolutely has to be I, true, because well, I, when you look at the number of records they sell compared to the number of people who buy music and listen to music, that has to be true. It's the same for so, Elvis. It's the same for Queen. It's the same for every artist. The majority of people are not buying the records, not going to the tours, not buying the merch. So I'm going to agree to disagree. All right. So I'm not. So prove sure. me wrong then. I, I'm not going to prove you wrong. I'm just going to come back with a if comment. If there's 60 million people in the country and a million records get sold, how are the majority not the ones who don't like them? Because they're idiots. Now, anyway, <laughs> moving on. My that's the my best com- argument I've ever heard in my life. My well, I'm glad because it's the truth. But no, but where I was going to go with that was the fact that if you the way I picture the sixties, right, and when the Beatles were about and all this sort of stuff is that it's, it's like like if we go back to two thousand and four, right, just as an example, right, from from where I am here at the start of two thousand and four, 
I, I wasn't too fussed for Franz Ferdinand, all right? But the fact was that they were everywhere at that point. They were on the radio, they were on the TV, you were getting it drummed into you that, you know, this was the band, blah, 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 and this, that, and the next thing. And then by the time the summer came and they were playing at Teen in the Park on the Sunday afternoon, I was there singing along. So, I think, personally speaking, right, and this m- maybe kind of dissolves my argument, but I personally think that back in the 60s, when they started out, the reason or the one of the reasons that they are as successful and as beloved as they are is because there was nothing else there at that time. They were potentially the first band like that to come out and do their thing um, and be that omnipresent. Because, you know, as I was kind of talking to you last night, there was a there's a Beatles cartoon that was out there. You know, I mean, I, I don't remember there being a, a hearing about a Rolling Stones cartoon. I mean, clearly we know about the monkeys and all that sort of stuff. Was there a Who cartoon? There certainly wasn't a Bee Gees cartoon. Granted, they did a couple of films and stuff. They even played the Beatles and Sgt. Pepper. But there was never that kind of, you know, widespread, right, blanket coverage from what I understand. Yeah, but I think what you're mixing up here, right, is you're mixing up... What we're actually questioning here is whether they're overrated or not, right? What you're mixing up is you didn't get something when it first came out and then years later you got it or whatever No, no, it, you got it wasn't it, right? years later. Well, whenever, right? It doesn't matter if it was days, weeks, months or years. The point is you got it eventually. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, I think the Beatles are great. I love the Beatles. Yeah, I love their songs. That, I always have done. I've got all their on. albums. I cannot disagree that the Beatles are a great band, right? What I, what I am saying, though, is I disagree that they deserve all the... the, 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 the um, What's the word? The you know what I mean? What's the word that I'm thinking of here? Um, all the celebration that they get, I guess. You know, I do not think they are the most important band that ever existed, and I certainly don't think they are the greatest band that ever existed. Despite thinking they are great, you know, I think there are so many bands since who have come out who have just absolutely blown them away, and you know, people don't talk about them enough. So other than Queen, go on then. Other than Queen. Uh, well, you've got the Who. The Who absolutely blow them away. Such a such a, a, a such a great band, you know. Even some a band like Duran Duran from the eighties, right? Now people will be like, "Oh, Duran Duran." They are one of the biggest, most successful groups that this country has ever produced. They're absolutely right up there. I, I went back through and Cla- listened to their cl- greatest hits, claiming the them as your own again, right? Yeah. I went through there and I just cl- I listened to their greatest hits again just the other day, and I'm going through it. And usually, when you're listening to a greatest hits, right, unless they're like a huge, huge band, you think to yourself, "Well, there's like three songs in this. I know the rest must just be album things that only a, a proper fan would know, right?" But I'm going through it and I'm going track one. Oh yeah, that was a huge hit. Track two. Oh yeah, that was a huge hit. Track three. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was a massive hit. Oh, track four. Oh yeah, great. Right, right through, right halfway through the album, I'm like, just every single one of these are, are just incredibly great, popular songs that were massive hits, and today still sound really good, you know? There are so many bands, I think, since the Beatles that came out that you just think to yourself, okay, yeah, so you, prefer you're to giving us to two them. then? You've given us two, so... Because going. I don't have a list of bands here in front but of you, me to go you, through but right you, now. But you're saying there there's so many great bands and then you bring up two and... The Doors. The Doors outdo the Beatles. The Beach Boys outdo the Beatles. They came before mm. the Beatles, I think, but still, they had more success after them, right? The Beach Boys were a huge influence for the Beatles. The Beatles and the Beach Boys influenced each other, right? But the Beach Boys, when you listen to the Beach Boys, their music and their songs and their lyrics, what Brian Wilson did with that band, just far outdoes anything the Beatles did, in my opinion, right? Um, I just get bad vibrations. But yeah, well, what, what about something like, um, Wouldn't It Be Nice? <laughs> what a great song. What a great song. That's the uh, advert for the mobile company. God Only Knows. The opening line... The opening line of God Only Knows, um, which is, uh, what was it again? It's, um, uh, I may not always love you, right? What an incredible opening line that is, right? You just go, wow. And in the whole song, I may not always love you, but as long as it's And that whole song, when you really listen to it, and and this is the thing, right? And it bugs me. A lot of people don't listen to lyrics. They get the chorus, they sing along to the chorus, they don't listen to most of the lyrics. They don't get the song. That's why people don't connect with some songs, but then later in life they do, because they finally sit down. Why a lot of people say, oh, the sad songs didn't make sense to me until I got my heart broken, because you weren't listening to the words, right? You didn't connect with it. Once you actually sit down and you really listen to the words, and you go, damn, that's a fine lyric. Like, I never really noticed that before, right? I've never noticed that with the Beatles. Never noticed that with the Beatles. 
Um, but there are just so many bands that are, are superior to the Beatles, in my opinion. I think the Beatles stumbled a, a, across a lot of stuff by accident, and they openly admit this in the studio. You know, there'd be a, somebody like a producer just rewinding a tape or something, and just the sound of it, they'd go, oh, we like that. Well, I think, use that, I think that makes, you know, someone a better musician or such. I don't think that rather, makes them a rather than, rather than the fact of, oh, I knew the formula, therefore that's what we did. No, I think what they've openly said, and I, you know, you you have to say that's great, is they've openly said, no, we just stumbled upon that by accident. We decided to use it. We're not. Yeah, we just brilliant. put a microphone I mean, inside them, a vacuum cleaner. Even then, themselves would say, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not a genius." You know, we just stumbled upon that and we used it, and that's the sound we got, and people love I'm it. I'm not a genius. Great. I'm just a multi-millionaire. Yeah, and they are very, very rich and they're very, very popular. But I think it's one of those things where it's, it's just you know, legend has kind of grown around it and hype, and it's kept them up there. But I think they're um, they are they are fading. You know, their 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 light is fading. Well, there's really only two is. of them left. So there's only of two of them left is. at the moment. You know, but you know what I mean is the people who are listening to them. It's fading. Mm-hmm. So our generation, I mean, we would grow up in the house probably listening to the Beatles, right, and bands of that era because our parents. Well, for me, had it was them. the Bee Gees. It was the Bee Gees. Or the Bee Gees, right? Yeah, but that's the point, right? Kids today, I don't know how don't many know how kids lucky today they are. <laughs> are going to be listening to groups that their grandparents listened to. Or the great grandparents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's my point. Like, I stumbled upon the Beatles completely by accident. I mean, man, well, you know, Kanye West discovered Paul McCartney. I mean, we have to remember that. Yeah, let's not forget that. Kanye West, we you know, know everything. If it man. hadn't been for Kanye West, then, you know, Paul McCartney would be nothing. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, <laughs> right. I hope Paul McCartney realises it. <laughs> you know, especially when we'd seen him years before that. But, you know, four or five seconds. Hey, you cannot question Kanye West. Yeezy. Kanye West knows his stuff. Kanye West <laughs> is the best. See, that's why it rhymes, right. you see, because it's true. President Kanye. <laughs> it could it could happen, you know? Everybody happen. laughed at the idea of a President Trump, and look what happened. President Dwayne Johnson. Still wish that I'd put money on that, because I would be <laughs> fairly rich right now, because everybody said it would never happen, and then it happened, and boom. The Simpsons predicted it. The Simpsons predicted it, I know. But everybody just laughed. Everybody said it ain't going to happen. Yeah, it, yeah, because, going, because we were wishing it wouldn't happen. <laughs> wishing and, and thinking it isn't are two different things. I mean, I don't think anybody yeah. wanted him to be president, but there's a situation where you have to sit there and go, I don't know, I think actually he probably could do. Um, but yeah, we owe that to Kanye West as well, you know. Um, oh, do he, we? He got all that done, yeah. Oh, of course um, he did, yeah. And then he'll become the president up. one day as well, and, you know, West is best <laughs> is what me. they'll say, which is already what America says about themselves, so... It's all good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Beatles, I don't know, I just feel for me, and it, like I say, it's personal opinion, right? You love them, it I love abso- them. Absolutely, yeah. Great band, but for me, they're just overrated. They just really are, you know? They're just put up on a pedestal, and I don't think they deserve it to be up on that pedestal. Um, and our, I think, our one and only subscriber has now unsubscribed. That's cool, man. That's cool. I don't care. <laughs> you know, people can come and go as they please. That's the whole point of podcasts. I do the same. Um, you don't have to agree with it. I, the number of podcasts I listen to where I absolutely disagree with them, but I listen because I want to listen, you know? There's a quote about Howard Stern, you know, where they did a they did a poll when he was a big radio star in the 80s, right? And they were like, so most of the people who like Howard Stern, uh, they listen for an average of about two and a half hours, and when asked, why do you listen? They say, I want to hear what he's going to say next. Okay, what about the people who don't like him? The people who don't like Howard Stern listen for an average of three and a half hours, and when asked why, they say, because I want to hear what he's going to say next, you know? And that's how I feel about talk radio and podcasts. Like, I don't always agree with the subject that the person is talking about or the the opinion that they have on it, but you listen because you want to hear what they're going to say next, you know? And I feel like when we're having these kinds of episodes where we're debating a subject like this and people are listening in, I like to think that they're there on the other end and they're like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, I don't agree with that. But then, oh, but he said something. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but I still don't agree with it. But, I, oh, but wait a minute, now he's making me think, oh, you know what I mean? That's what I love about it. Or at the very least, they just love hearing a debate. <laughs> they love hearing a debate between two people talking about a subject that they either like or don't like. And there could be people who don't even care either way about the Beatles, you know? But getting back to what I was saying, I think that the kids today and the kids of the future generations and the generation after that and the generation after that will just not be listening to the Beatles, you know? They just won't. They'll, they'll hear them in remixes, maybe. They'll hear them on TV shows or movies or adverts. Um... They might hear something random about them, but they just won't be listening to them. I think the, the I think where someone like Elvis works with the youth that the Beatles don't is that they don't have something that sells to the youth. 
right? So Elvis still appeals to like little kids who grow up loving his music and, and listen to it throughout their life, right? Because he's got a look, he's got an image, he's got a style that is unique to him and kids can kind of latch on to that. And oh, I like that, you know, it's like, and then that's why Disney did the whole, oh, I think it was Disney, was it, who did Lilo and Stitch, you know? Um, because it had that that thing, you know, it had that thing that kids still connect to and then they become fans and they grow up and, and they remain fans and they visit Graceland and they do all that kind of stuff. The Beatles just don't have that. They have the music, which is great, but they don't have that connection with a, a, a an audience going down generations and generations and generations. And that's why I think given another 30, 40, 50 years, they'll just not quite be where you would think they were going to be. And I think the same with Michael Jackson. I think he is also, he's already starting to wane, I think, you know, with his but popularity. But isn't he down with the kids? Not really. I don't think he's down with the kids. I think Michael you Jackson... You didn't see where I was going there, did you? Oh, right. I see what you mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was down with the kids at one point. Allegedly. Maybe. Allegedly. Um, but yeah, no, I think he's already starting to wane. You know, I, I think he's if he's released a new album of stuff tomorrow it would still be a, a popular album and they'll still have his fans but i don't think the kids are, are gripping uh, I mean, i'd love to me, hear some new recordings that. from michael jackson let me tell you well i mean like recordings that haven't been released yet because oh i'm aware of what i'm aware of what you meant yeah yeah they I said know, there's loads and of and stuff all there, yeah. released and it's all there are, yeah. and, and they'll keep doing it but i just don't know see the reason people remain successful is because the that's what happens the next generation picks up and runs with it you know, it's kind of what I, I finally got around to watching that Jonathan Ross episode where no Gallagher's on it, right? From a few months ago, uh, where oh, they're talking no. about the hundred million and stuff <laughs> and everything like that. And no Gallagher says, Do you know what? Everybody's only talking about us getting back together because there's no other group that has yeah, replaced us. You know, yeah. where's the oasis for this generation? Where's the oasis from 10 years ago for that generation? There isn't Justin one. Bieber. And that's well, that's the point, isn't it? And I think that's that's um, that's what's happening. I think that's why. The, the Beatles aren't going to be around for forever and ever and ever is because there is well, so much new stuff coming along and replacing them and they don't have that connection with the, the, the youth that another artist might have, you know? But then the, the thing, like, you know, going back to the, the Oasis thing and, you know, kind of echoing what he's saying there is that, yeah, absolutely. Because when Oasis were about, music was phenomenal, all right, because you had everybody trying to outdo everybody else to try and get anywhere close to where Oasis were. Oasis split up, and then everybody just kind of sits back on their laurels and does whatever they do. Kasabian should have kind of walked into that uh, that gap left by Oasis and been the biggest band in the country. They didn't, for whatever reason, they didn't. They came close, but they didn't. And then, yeah. you know, the, the singer uh, is chucked out of the band for domestic violence, and now he's a solo artist. Do you know one of the reasons as well, I think, though, is because Oasis not only were a hugely successful band, but they were of a time. You know oh, I mean? yeah, absolutely. Like the mid-90s, mid to late 90s, right, were their absolute peak time, right? And we mm. all, there's something, and I've said this before, right, if you go back in your memory, there's just something there about that period. And it's, I used to think it was just because I was a teenager, right? And I was hitting that age where I was like 13, 14, 15, and that's that, that's just what happens, right? But when you start to see this Nebworth stuff that's coming out now, you know, the documentary with the the gig that's going to get released and, and all the is, other new is, stuff Is it coming not out. out already? Because this is the end of November, mate. This oh, is well, out already. did it come out in October? I can't remember when it was no, coming out. No, it came out in the middle of November. I love it. Some might say it looks absolutely fucking phenomenal. All right, okay, well, that's fine. But what I'm saying is a lot of people who went to that gig are now in their 50s, you know, late 40s and 50s or older. So it wasn't just I, a teenager I, I was thing. there. I was there. You were in Nebworth? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. In your mind? I, I, I was at Nebworth. Well, you know, just ask anybody who was there. I was there. They seen me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so many people, that we must have all been there. No, I, 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 I listened to it on the radio on the Sunday night. Yeah. But my point is, right, in my just... In my mum and dad's kitchen. Mm-hmm. But they were very much of a time. It wasn't just the teenagers mm-hmm. that were getting into it or the young people. It was older people, too, who were in their 20s and 30s, loved Oasis, because it was of the time. <laughs> For them to be described as older people, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know, but that's, I don't know why I said that. I guess they are older people when you compare them to, like, a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, of you know? course they're older yeah. in that way, but, you know, when you said older people, I was expecting you to be, like, oh, those mums and dads that were getting into it, and I don't mean teenage and 20-year-old mums and dads, I mean, like, <laughs> actual, you know, our well, mums were, and dads. There were mum and dads, yeah, they were absolutely getting into it. And they loved and a I bit get of that, Oasis, not, you know? But do you know, do you know both, um, with Oasis, both uh, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, both a, a shining star and a, a curse on the wall. Yes, I know, because it was such a popular song, but everybody plays it when they go to a party on guitar. So, Well, no, I mean, know. not even that. It's just the fact that, you know, it's one billion streams on Spotify. Why? What's the need for that? They have better songs. Because it's just one of their most popular ones. No, it is clearly their most popular song. And it's Oasis. The it's, the, it's the Spotify algorithm as well. If you ask it to play Oasis, no, no, it probably and, and, plays and Wonderwall that. more than any other song. Simply mm, because sure, it's popular. And, you know? and I get that, and I get that. But it's just, you know, the fact that whenever anyone says anything that's oh, Wonderwall, like, all right, okay, very good. Have you actually went further down the rabbit hole? No. I don't like Oasis because I don't like Wonderwall. Well, that's not exactly a true representation of the band. You know, <laughs> It's not a true representation of the band, but it's a fair opinion from somebody. They can say, I don't like who's going to like Wonderwall. Right, okay, fine. That's your opinion. Right, okay, but, That's you know. fair enough. <laughs> look, look, actually, look under, you know, look inside the book rather than just reading the, the dust sleeve on the back. I know, but they have to find that themselves. Oh, yeah, I mean? true. Absolutely. Yeah. And Talk Tonight, Talk Tonight is my tune, all right? And, and everybody else who bought singles back in the day, none of this going to see them, uh, you know, like, uh, post, uh, what, post-2005 and all that sort of stuff and High Flying Birds. Talk Tonight is our tune. Yeah, it's a great tune. Half the world away, it's just ruined now because of the way that he does it live. You know, it's just like, it's just another song now. You know, and that's probably the way that the Beatles would have been by now, you know, if they had been, you know, still touring or whatever. You know, if you if you go and see the, the bootleg Beatles, I imagine it's, you know, uh, I imagine, but, you know, I, I do. I, I imagine it is, you know, like, oh, this is going to be phenomenal, it's great, we're going to hear all these tunes and that. You don't just sit there and kind of go, oh, they're trotting out another track. Whereas if you go and see, you know, like, you know, a band like Oasis when it was coming to the end, or if you go and see, you know, whoever right now, you know what I mean? It might seem like they're just trotting out the, the next greatest hit or the next, you know, little anthem or whatever. Whereas, you know, you want it to be, like, feel spontaneous to you as the goer, you know, or listening to it on the on the uh, on the radio or whatever, or watching it on the TV, just the fact that you know, oh my word, that I forgot about that. What the song? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. forgot they did that. You know, yeah. rather than just oh, right, because like I say, I mean, when when I went to see Oasis the last time, right in two thousand and nine in Murrayfield, it was just, well, I mean, I knew what they were going to play before they started, and I was like, right, this is going to be brilliant, blah blah blah, and then there's like, there's no. Even, you know, for someone who's not a massive fan of the band, like, you know, my missus who I went with, and it was, at a time, and it's like, oh, yeah, there was no surprises, you know. I mean, it's not like when you go and see James and you think, oh, my word, I forgot they did that, you know. that That's kind of what you want when you listen to a band, right, or you listen to a Greatest Hits. Uh, it depends what you want from the music. I mean, for me, when yeah, I listen true. to a Greatest Hits, I would, I, I'm, I'm just looking for songs I know to be honest. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's one of the reasons I never got into gigs either because it was a simple case yeah. of they're playing stuff I don't know and therefore I'm like, I'm feeling a bit lost here because everybody around me knows this song but I only know like the songs that they released as singles mainly so I'm like, but oh, then, I don't know if I'm going to But then that kind of spur- spurs me on to go back and listen to them afterwards so I'm ready for it next time. Only if I connect with the song though. That's what I'm saying. If I listen to yeah. the words and I go, oh, I like that or the, the tune and I'm like, oh, I really I really like that that melody then that's, that's, that w- that's what works for me is if I connect with it, you know. Um... But, which is probably why there's some Oasis songs as well and Beatles songs and, and all kinds of songs that I've only got into later in life. You know, I've never really mm. paid attention. Garth Brooks is one of those people for me, right? I've always known Garth Brooks existed. One of the biggest musicians of all time, biggest country star in the world, sold more records than anybody else in America, blah, 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 right? He is a huge, huge star, but I never, ever, 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 ever paid attention to him until a couple of years ago. I started to actually listen to some of his stuff, and suddenly it was like, holy, wow, these, these songs just uh, totally knock me out, you know? So, yeah, that's what happened to me. But if you'd gone to me 10 years earlier, and when I was in my 20s, and said, listen to this stuff from Garth Brooks, I'd have probably just been like, well, eh, no bored. And definitely in my teens, I'd have been like, I'm not into that, what are you talking about? You know? But that's what I'm saying. It can sometimes take decades for people to connect with that stuff. And there are some Beatles songs I've connected with, but a handful of them, a handful of them. Most of them, it's just like, see Sgt. Pepper, right? The album. I don't get it. I don't get the hype. People go on about that being like the greatest album of all time. I don't get the hype. You play that album from start to finish, 
it's just like okay, it was an okay album, but where's the where's the hype that people are going on about here? What's what's this all about? I don't get it. I don't get it. So Sergeant Pepper, right? Let's have a little look at Trackless of Sergeant Pepper, right? So hey, well, let's go one better. Let's get it up and listen to some of it. Well, you can do that, but I'll look at the track list and go, right, so with a little help from my friends, um, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and A Day in the Life. That's all you need, man. That's all you need. Well, within you, without you, but I love the Oasis version of that because they mix it with a different tune. But though, there you go. There's three or four tunes from one album. Getting Better is quite good as well, you know, as a Kaiser Chiefs cover. But like I say, Sergeant Pepper... It is great. I wouldn't necessarily say it's, you know, phenomenal like everybody says. I can listen to it from start to finish. I can sing along, you know, 20 years ago today and all that, and Billy Shears and, and all that sort of stuff. But by the same token, there is, you know, a couple of versions of that out there. There's yeah. the Beatles, there's, there's the, the Beatles. There's the Bee Gees. The opening song. You know, it's got like a little catchy tune to it. It's nice. Nothing special. You know, you're sitting here listening to it, okay, I'm getting into it, it's got a beat. Okay, that's cool, man, cool, yeah. Oh, a little bit of other instruments there, okay, great. But nothing that blows you away, you know? Then you go into track well, two. Well, the trumpet right? blows me away. With a little help from my friend, you've got this nice little fade in. <laughs> I see what you did there. You've got this little fade into the next song, it's nice. You know, but then, eh, that's an okay little tune. Nothing special. It doesn't blow me away. You know, now at the time, right, at the time, I'm not going to be surprised if people were like, whoa, that's so far out there, right? But now it's just like, eh, why do people still rate this, right? But anyway, next song you've got uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Exactly, man. Right? Again, nice little intro there. Some nice little... uh, Visualizations there. Imagery, I think, is the word I was looking for. Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly. A girl with kaleidoscope. Right, so a little bit of nice imagery. It's an okay song. It's not too bad. Nothing special. Then you've got Getting Better. Again, nice little tune, you know. It's getting better all the time. Nice little song, but. Are we going to do this for every track on the album? Well, pretty much, because we can. <laughs> All right, well, we, we, we probably... We nice probably little tune, nothing special. Nice little tune, nothing special. Nice little tune, nothing special. But yeah. A Day in the Life. A Day in the Life, mate. One of the greatest songs of all time. A Day in the Life. I sent you an article about this the other day. Did you read it? Probably not. A Day in the Life, right? Now, so Paul McCartney, it was always thought that John Lennon wrote it all, right, basically. And it was all about a uh, woman. I think, you know. Um, but it's now, actually about Paul McCartney getting killed uh, in Blackburn, Lancashire, and then it's been a, a doppelganger ever since. No, I think initially they thought it was, they said it was about a politician. That's why you've got the song, a politician, you know, blowing his mind out in the car or whatever, right? Then it turns out, no, actually it was about a woman, right? And Paul McCartney is now claiming to have basically written the intro and all this, much more than what he ever claimed before, right? Um, McCartney Lennon McCartney Lennon no I know but originally it was always like thought that Lennon wrote that bit and this bit and da 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 but now he's coming out saying no no that was me that was me yeah that but was I'm my saying all, all tracks written by McCartney Lennon McCartney Lennon why not why not I mean he's dead so you know we, we have to kind of switch it around somehow right yeah but then again it's a nice little tune again It's it's got a nice little story to it Look, good lyric right but it's just like it's not mind blowing. It's not Bohemian Rhapsody. Do you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. But wait, yeah, wait till yeah, it gets yeah. to being Bohemian Rhapsody when the strings and everything kick in and it turns more metamorphs into a different song. I don't think it ever gets there. It does, man. A minute, let's fast forward it a bit. There you go. It's this bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just not. sounds like no, any other generic Beatles no, song to me, where they've added in bits and pieces in the background. Well, you know that's that opinion thing again, yeah. isn't it? Yes, exactly. That's my point. It's all about opinion. You know, I don't. Ag- I don't disagree that it's a good, good song, right? It's, a, it's an okay album. Well, no, you disagree. The, you disagree that it's a great song. Um, uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an okay song. Yeah, it's a good song. No, I'm it's saying you disagree that it's a great song. I, I would say it's a great song too. It's a great song, right? right? It's right. a great song. So you can listen to this. It's a great song, but it's not. A, it's not an outstanding song. It's not. I don't get the hype. I don't well, get the hype that, around I, the album. I don't get why people go on about it being the greatest album of all time. 
Oh, I, 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 you know, personally never said that. I'll be honest. No, with you me. didn't. But a lot of people. No, did. I know. I'm just saying. I personally never, never said that. You know. You know, when it was the 50th anniversary, I remember them all going on crazy. Oh, the greatest album of all time. The greatest album of all time. Just because something sold more than something else doesn't necessarily mean it's the greatest of all time. You know. Yeah, I mean, Thriller's not that. that good. You're right. Yeah. What's that? I was just saying, Thriller's not that good. You're right. Yeah. Again, it's probably overrated. <laughs> I've never listened to that album all the way through. So I, I can't really comment on the entire album, but a lot of Michael Jackson's output, great, great music, right? Still stands up today. You know, you listen to the Beatles, it is very 60s sounding, right? You listen to Michael it Jackson, it still stands up. Yeah, but the Michael Jackson's the 80s. Why does it still stand up? Even the Doors, right? From the late 60s into the beginning of the 70s, a lot of their stuff still stands up today. You know, when you listen to it, LA Woman, you know, The Changeling, it just like, boom, you can imagine they just walked into the studio yesterday and recorded that. It sounds fresh. They, 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 they did and they finished at five to nine. Ah, well, there you go. But the Beatles still sound, it just sounds so 60-ish. It just doesn't yeah, it's stand just, the test of time. A product of their time. The songs still stand up, if you ask me, but then you're not, so... <laughs> I did ask you, but we've got differing opinions on that. We do, we do. And, you know, I, I'm someone who can pick up, you know, pick out tunes from an album. It doesn't necessarily have to be from start to finish. I mean, it's brilliant when it is start to finish, but, you know, I'm quite happy if there's, you know, you know, I don't know, maybe a quarter of the album is just phenomenal to me anyway, or at least is a good sing-along, you know. I mean, you look at Let It Be, I'm looking at the track list here right now, um, you know, and we've got uh, Across the Universe, Let It Be, um, I've Got a Feeling, uh, I Me Mine, uh, the long and winding road, and get back. I mean, my word, you know, just some of the, the you know, phenomenal tunes. Yeah, absolutely, great songs, yeah. But are they as good as people think they are? That's my question. The Beatles, I mean, you're going to say they're the greatest band of all time, potentially, right? I've, I've, I've never said that. And I'm going to say they are just overrated. You know, they're great Oasis band. Oasis are the greatest band of all time. Well, yeah, of course, again, an opinion piece. But the Beatles, great band, you know, did a lot for world music, did a lot to, to move things along. They influenced a lot of people, but they were also influenced by a lot of people. Um, they, they, but I just don't think they influence people today. I really don't think they influence people today. I don't think there are many artists out there right now releasing music, you know, into the charts and into the albums and, and going around saying, oh, well, yeah, well, you know, the Beatles totally influenced me to, like, uh, do what I do now and, and write and record and sing how I do or whatever. You know, I just don't think that's the case. And it maybe won't be ever again. There will be somebody, though, who will say that. But I think it's few and far between. But that's what time does, isn't it? Of course that's what time If you asked people does. in the 70s and the 80s, they'd probably say, oh, the Beatles were huge influence And on the me. 90s. And, well, obviously, you know, for Oasis, you cannot well, there you go. So disguise you have to the fact the they were massively influenced by um, the Beatles. And, and then you've and got still Coldplay are. as well. And Coldplay, I would well if they are influenced by the Beatles. I don't think it shows. I don't ever think. I don't yeah, ever listen you, to them. You've and seen the, the film, right? You've seen that film, okay? Haven't you? You've seen yesterday. I've seen yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no Coldplay because there was no Beatles. Ah, in that there was, film, th- there was no Bon Jovi. In that film, again, Bon Jovi. If they are influenced by the Beatles, I would never have thought that listening to their music. Oh, well, you hear them talking in interviews, they're influenced by the Beatles. Because anybody can do that. You know, so many yeah, of people course anybody influenced can influenced by do this that. and that and that. And this yeah, and I know, and that great. opens up doors and their fans turn around and but go, oh yeah, it's great while we listen. But... Right, if the true influence is like, what, there's a different there's different levels of influence, right? Oh, well, the Beatles influenced me to pick up a guitar and start singing. Right, okay, great. And then there's people who are like, oh yeah, well, the reason I wrote this lyric was because there's a, a Beatles song, track number seven on such and such an album that barely nobody talks about. One line, third verse, duh, 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 and that, oh my wow, totally influenced me to write this entire album. Now that is the kind of thing I'm, thing I'm talking about, right? Being influenced just to sing and play a guitar or break, start a band or something, yeah. Yeah, but then o- Oasis would never have turned around and went, that they, you know, kind of said and done that either, you know? They didn't have to do that, because you just had to look and listen to them to know they were influenced (laughs) by the Beatles. (laughs) There's no doubt that you would look at them and listen to them and go, oh yeah, they're totally, totally... I thought it was the Beatles that were influenced by Oasis. I thought that was the video you sent me. That's right, yeah. That's right. The Beatles were influenced by uh, Oasis, because Oasis were the original uh, forerunners of what the Beatles did. Absolutely. And, And nobody gives them enough credit. No, nobody gives them enough credit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- I just think... We've probably covered everything in here. There's probably nothing new we can add. I think... 
John Lennon overrated. George Harrison, some good stuff, but nothing major, right? You take him out of the Beatles, he's okay, nothing huge. Ringo Starr, eh, he's Ringo Starr, right? Paul McCartney no, just no, blew stop. everything away. Stop, stop right there. Stop right there. Thank Ringo Starr, man. No, no, whoa. Let's leave, <laughs> let's leave this. We're moving into another British band that were one of the biggest, most influential acts of all time there. But that's uh, for another episode. No, no, you can have them. I don't want to claim them. But um, well, let's, let's go say Ringo Starr, man. You know, come on. You know, Thomas the Tank Engine. Which was a great TV series. But if he, hadn't, if he hadn't voiced it, then I wouldn't have never, I would have never known. So it doesn't really matter. I would never have known him. You're right. And, you know, no, I would have known matter. him because he's it from the Beatles. Matter. But I would have and, never uh, known. Yeah, but that, that was didn't... my introduction to who's this Ringo Starr guy. <laughs> well, that's that's... An interesting story, I guess. And, and, where, and where's Kanye when you need him? Where's Kanye? Why, why is running he not for president twenty twenty four? Why is he not introducing all these bands to us? Anyway, basically, I think we've run our course here with it. I think the Beatles are phenomenal. James thinks they're all right. Um, ah, no, 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 no. I think they're great, right? Phenomenal, perhaps not the word I would use, but I think they are a great band. I just think they're overrated. It's like, I'm trying to think of a food that's a pot noodle. Right, I think pot noodles are great, right? But if you look at noodles in a pot, hugely overrated, because it's just noodles in a pot, right? But they are great. Like noodles in a pot are great. Okay, Tony Tiger. But around the whole world, there, <laughs> Tony Tiger. There's a flashback, eh? There's a flashback. But anyway, our listeners, if you're listening and you've got an opinion on this, let us know, right? You can tweet us, you can email us, you can message us on the um, Anchor website. You can do it in all kinds of ways. Roxy will let you know how to do that. She's going to come up she, right after she, this. She, she will, certainly. But what I was going to say was, I think they're phenomenal. Uh, James thinks they're great, apparently, from what he says. And it's a case that you can now go make your own mind up by watching Peter Jackson's documentary about them. Three-part documentary on Disney+, Plus, Hulu, wherever it is around the world. <laughs> You're making that uh, sound like an advert. Uh, well, who cares, man? It's got the, the, the final Beatles concert ever on there, which is the rooftop concert. You know what I mean? In proper HD. Get in there. Get it watched. Get back. Long and winding road. Let it be. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orpov. To catch up on previous episodes, head over to anchor.fm slash Orpov or check your favorite podcast app directory. To contact the show with ideas that you would like to hear the guys talk about, send an email to orpovpod at gmail.com or visit anchor.fm slash orpov and click on message. You can follow the show on Twitter at orpovpod. And if you haven't done so already, remember to hit that subscribe button so that all future episodes of Orpov arrive safely on your device and you never miss a random point of view. 